Hey there, I'm Dominique Saint-Pierre, and you're listening to Go Podcast. Today, I will be talking about databases. Hello, Gophers. So, yeah, I took a small break, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of crazy for me at the moment at the consulting uh, side of my life. I'm sure lots of you might uh, relate to that, but uh, enough about me. Um, so yeah, I, w I wanted to restart and frequently post on this podcast. And a topic I would like to talk t about today is regarding the databases. I am seeing a lots of comments. Uh, I don't know if you if you are like me, but. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit like the you know Go is expanding these days. I would say, yeah, maybe I, I would dare say that since the apparition of the generics, maybe. Well, it was started before that, of course. But point is, I I'm seeing a lots of uh, lots of new developers coming from other languages and whatnot that uh, seems to be interested in Go, and this is this is great. Uh, this is nice. Uh, I I would like to talk a little bit about databases, like I was saying. Um, this is a topic that, um, just like error handling, to me, I would I would bucket them into the same uh, same thing. So they are kind of different. I would say, probably the right word here, and. Um, <laughs> And when we say different in Go, we usually say, you know, more verbos than your typical experience you might have had with other languages. So that's what we will talk about today. Maybe I can start by sharing a true story or real world story of mine. I started writing go in 2014 so basically i was i was building a sas called leadfuse i was cto at uh, at leadfuse i needed to build the the thing i built it in node.js at first you know for lots of reasons that i will i won't go in detail here that's not the point and one day well, I, I discovered Go uh, sometimes in, uh, in in 2014. And one day I woke up and I was having so many issues with Node. Well, yeah, the, the, goal, the goal is not to, to detail what were they exactly. The point is I woke up one day and I, I, I said, I want to use this thing. It seems to be interesting. Go might be solving lots of issues that I am having with Node. So I started by writing the database aspect of it and putting a very, very simple API in front of it. So that was my, my first initial, my first project in Go was, a imagine, a simple API with some code that access a database that expose JSON uh, payload, for example. And I started to write the code. I I used 
nothing else but database slash SQL, you know, the, the standard library packages. And it crossed my mind at some point that was saying, wow, eh, you know, I am repeating a lot of code here. But it was not, it was not terrible. It was not, it was not the issue because uh, I was, I was testing it at the same time and it's at that time that I, I understood that Go will never hide anything from me. I mean, as a, as a programmer, Go will always be as simple as it can get, you know, compared to, I, I was coming from .NET. I, I think it's not, uh, it's not a surprise. I'm, I'm talking about a, a lot about .NET and, you know, their famous uh, ORM there, Entity Framework, or, you know, prior to that, Link to SQL. Uh, I like those. Uh, we will we will come back to that. But let, let's continue my my story. So it took me about I would say three days, maybe four max, to rewrite the entire uh, database access layer, if you will, in Go. And I was not I was not knowing the language much. I I, I just had played with it to learn. So when I learn a new language, I typically just do some very very small project and, and whatnot so that that was that was the real thing that we're supposed to go in, into production the nice thing about building SaaS and being small a small team well you you have lots of decisions so I put that into production very very quickly and and it was it was a you know it was a life uh, a life-changing thing for for me at the moment because I understood that go will be there for me. And even though I found it very repetitive, um, it was it was not it was not terrible because you know, in my opinion, for me, yeah, well, one of, one of my skills is is SQL, you know. Uh, I've been working at a credit uh, agency for for all my life as an employee and as a consultant after that and you know, data is is really what they what they are selling. Um, so to me, writing SQL is as as fluent as any you know as writing Go, for example. So I w I was not disturbed by the fact that it was repetitive and that the SQL was kind of raw in in the database SQL. In fact, I would I would go as far as saying that it it was what I like because. I mean, it 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 brings a you know it it brings some control and uh, and whatnot that I I did not really add pre previous to that due to using uh, an or an ORM. So that's the story. But uh, yeah, I think we can uh, we can start to go from from there, and this is the basis of what I, I want to talk today. So if I put myself in the shoes of someone that is coming to go or someone that needs to take a decision regarding how will we and we as a team or a company whatever will we uh, access the database for example I can understand that you know programmers coming from Ruby on Rails or Python or you know Java.net 
uh, even Elixir, for example, where where the or the ORM is is the king, if I can say that. You know, there there's there's other way in the in .NET and Java, of course, to uh, to connect straight to the database and and do whatever you want. But I I think the majority are using uh, the ORM way, and uh, I can understand that this might. You know, th- this is a baggage that that those programmers are coming to go, and they want, they you know they want to to use an, an ORM. So there there is GORM. So if you if you want to use an ORM, uh, you know forcibly or uh, that that is that is one. Um, I I would still I would still be careful. I would still run a lot of scenarios uh with, with be, you know before taking this this decision i would still pick probably the five more you know more complex query and if if you are if you are working on an existing system it, it might be easier for you to uh to find those but you know th- there's always at least five queries in an application that that give or ORM a a small a small difficulties, and I'm not not talking about just inner joining other tables here. I'm talking about you know advanced SQL queries, um, and of course you can you can always write those without the the ORM. So that that's an option. I mean it's it's an option. Uh, per- personally, when I look at the code. When I read the code that use GORM as an as an example, and I'm, I'm not bashing on GORM at all, but to me, uh, I, I I don't find it very readable. It it's probably just a an opinion here, um, but that that project exists and it seems to be good. I mean, lots lots of people are using it. I never I never did because to me, I want I. I I want to stay in SQL, uh, so that was my that was my main point. That, that that is my main point of this episode. That I seriously believe believe that all programmers would benefit to master SQL as a you know as the language to to query the databases. Uh, you know, it's mostly it, it's mostly compatible. From you know, Postgres to MySQL to MS SQL Server to you know all all, all the SQL base server. So of course, the vendor have their own functions and whatnot. But I mean, this this is this is not this is not a huge learning curve um, compared to. So yeah, so. My point is, when you are using an ORM, and and this is my vision. I mean, this is my opinion here. Um, you are not really exercising the, the skills of SQL. So, what happens if you are getting a job at some point and you you are you are in need of doing a lot of SQL queries uh, by hand, uh, just because, or or just to to create some reporting and whatnot for employees or user or clients, whatever. Sometimes you, you know, you're not, sometimes you don't really have the comfort 
of using a programming language to 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 do those things in in, in enterprise and companies. Um, so to me, is you know, SQL is still is still a very valuable skills to to have, um, because once you once you have it, then you yeah you you can you can well first of all you can create much better performant queries as well. So it's I I did not really wanted to go there, but yeah the 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 ORM aspect uh, make it makes it dif- difficult sometimes to to optimize queries and whatnot, because when you are when you are uh, in need of optimi- optimizing your queries, you're better off being, you know, playing with your raw SQL, trying to uh, to see the execution plan of the queries and see you know where where are those tables scan and where where are all you know where where the execution is is would would need your attention what you what can you do to to improve that uh, that performance so that's mainly why I you know personally I tend to uh, to not use ORM. The next option in, in in the chain, if you will, so we we start we start with, you know, the fact that you can you can use uh, database SQL, the the standard library package. You can go all the other way using an ORM. So after that, I would say the next decision is, you know, are the team is going to use SQL X. So SQL X is a small library that that will helps with the you know scanning of the rows into 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 a struct so that is that is what i think uh is is where people have the most uh aversion for using the database sql is that when you are doing a you know a select even you know either one row or multiple rows you will probably want to to have your rows turned into a struct. So let's say you have a table called I don't know a, a, a person, for example. So you you might have a person struct with first name, last name, and email and whatnot. So those scans are generally a bit tedious to do. I I, I will admit. So it's not it's not it's not the the nicest code to write and SQLX will will remove that from you so it's it's basically a library that that will turn your your result into into struct without you having to write anything but we are we are, yeah there there's always a but but um, I mean you are doing that at the expense of using reflection and you know it's not it's not terrible i i haven't i haven't done uh, much benchmark and it might be might be as quick it might be a little bit slower i i don't even know uh it's just that you 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 need to know that it's there so it's using reflection so it's exa- examining your struct trying to match the fields from the the queries and trying to do that so so again um and and the code the code that you will use to 
you know to call to call those uh, those queries uh it's it's uh yeah you you need you need you need to do some testing because you are chaining a lot of uh, you you are cha- chaining a lot of functions from SQLx. Let's say you want to select some things, you want to to do a queries, you want to order. So again, for code readability and being being a blind uh, a blind person myself, you know, re- readability is extremely important. So I, I I'm always coming back to that. Uh, but you know, maybe it's just me. <laughs> I don't know. To me, to me, uh, I. I prefer to have my database code into packages that that are extremely well defined and, and not only that but uh, reusable. Would you be able to do that with SQLx? Of course, of course. Uh, but what I what I what I tend to see a little bit is that since it's mostly you know one liner ish and one liner. Uh, Meaning that you will probably uh, you will probably exceed the the eighty character uh, line limit very quickly. But my my point is, by the virtue of of the fact that SQLx le- lets you write one liner, it might be tempting to just skip the sub packages for you know for your your data model, and well. It's just it's just harder to to reuse them. Uh, so so yeah, it's it you know it's another option that exists. It it's uh, it you know it works it works well. I I use it once uh, for for a quick uh, a quick project. Uh, to me, it's th- it's still not the answer. It it does not really it it brings it brings other issues other other small things that makes me think well okay i i understand that secret that uh, database sql is verbose and whatnot but to me this is this is not fixing the problem the last thing i will talk about here is uh, uh, sql boiler which the idea of this uh of this tool is that it will start from an existing database and generates code for you um so let's say you you have a database uh let's say you have multiple tables in there so you use this tool this tool checked your schema check your table names column names and will cr- you know create some codes uh using the database sql for you so it will create the scans it will create uh, everything so that's a that's a good option that's an in- interesting option uh it certainly prevents you from having to write a lot of codes, and um, you know, yeah, it's it's there, it's there. Uh, if you have an existing database, that is. Um, so I've I've used it once. I well, I, in fact, I tried to use it. It, uh, I, it yeah, it did not really work for me. So. I'm not a fan of code generation, and again, and again I mean, I, I'm getting old, and I, I think I think I have some, yeah, I, I know what I want, and I, I don't I don't want code generation. I've been I've been bitten by code generation in the past, and 
it's it's not again i just a little just like sql x to me i don't feel like it's really fixing the problem it's not it's because if the tool is is writing the code i would i would still probably prefer to to write it myself so that that's mainly my 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 main point uh, regarding sql boiler is that i did it with with Leadfuse with an existing database, I I wrote all the code. It took me four days, and after that, this this package lasts forever. You never touch that again. And when you add a new a new column, you have maybe three or four lines of code to change on 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 your you know on your Go file, and and that's it. So. It's there. It's it's probably a good option. I think I'm not very familiar with it because, like I said, I'm I tried to use it. It did not really work for me, um, but it's there. So at the end of the day, what what I'm doing myself is that I try to understand what what is the exact problem uh, with database SQL. What what do I don't really like myself? And to me, it, it was it was just a repetitive uh, aspect of, you know, qu- querying a database, checking for error, uh, looping over the rows, and turning that into the struct. The, the the structure of of the code that that needs to uh, to be written for for just a select. So what I did. I just created myself some some snippet of code that that handled the CRUD aspect of a database. So when I'm I'm on my code editor, I I do something like db create tab and this expand my snippet and now I have all the code written for me. So personally I find it a little bit like having SQL border in a sense but having you know, total control of what what is written. Um, so I have that for all the major, uh, you know, like I was saying, the CRUD operation, and um, it seems to be it seems to be making the fact that it's verbose pass a little bit. You know, it's it's less it's less of an issue. Uh, of course, when you when you are looking at your code after and you you are you are looking a lot of repetition, uh, but I always see my my data packages as as being you know write once and use forever because your database will will not change at some point. Of course, in in the in the first th- you know two three four years of a project, the database is changing a lot. I'm used to maintain very old application. So when you are maintaining a, a older application, let's say five years, your database is, is pretty much good. You are solving the problem that you are supposed to, to solve. You know the, the, the data model that, that is used for that. So the database is not changing a lot. So those those packages will will be there. And, and if, you, if you use TDD, for example, you you have a pretty solid uh, database access code uh, that that will that will stay with you, and like I was saying, uh, 
what I like is the fact that I can reuse that into into multiple other projects. So that becomes like a a company library. This is this is the library for database X, and you know programmers have nice function name. Let's say product dot add so product being the package dot add being you know add the add function or create or whatever so you could have multiple functions that are meaningful for programmers that you know that will connect to the database run it they might they might be running extremely complex queries for example and uh and yeah the the user of that of that library does not need to know about it and if they want to change it then they look at the code the sql is there they can they can grab this the sql code and they can optimize it they can they can run it manually to me this is this is working better than trying to fix the problem which i'm not even sure what it is other than it's a lot of code it's a lot of repetition and scans are not fun to write but let's let's be honest uh yeah some sometimes you need to write boring code to have a good system and something that that will that will that will be there because i am maintaining 20 years old software and where you know I, i've said that before on the podcast i don't want to repeat myself but they, they were using an an old an old orm that is not supported anymore so I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a decision that to me is, is a no-brainer. I really really enjoy using the bare metal for my database SQL, and ju- you know, just before closing it, uh, I I have very very old uh, .NET application that I'm still maintaining uh, part of my consulting that were using uh, SQL connection and uh, SQL query uh, data adapter and whatnot. So they were not using the ORM and those programs are still working, you know, A1 today. And, and they were they were very easy to migrate as, as well. So yeah, it's, it's a decision. You know, if you want to use an ORM, use an ORM. If you want to use SQLX, go ahead. I mean, you will you will find your your ways, and this is just my ways. This is my podcast. This is my ways. So, personally, I like to just be bare metal. So, all right, that's it for me. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you liked uh, the episode. And again, if you uh, if you can share and talk about the podcast, that would be extremely appreciated. Uh, also, if you want to check my book out, I have a course named Build SaaS App in Go. So it's at buildsasappingo.com. All right, see you in two weeks. Bye.